We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Everybody, no calls this week, so we're gonna dive into some social media questions. The first of which comes from Brother Nero of GC on Instagram. What movie did you work the hardest to find and watch? I feel like my journey to find and watch any movie pales in comparison to the things that Megan and Xena may have done in the past. Um, so I want to hear what Xena. What what's a movie you had to track down? Sure. Okay. So I'm obsessed with this movie, Poison for the Fairies. I couldn't oh, find it streaming yeah. anywhere. Yeah, it wasn't streaming anywhere. It wasn't available on DVD. I even searched VHS. Okay. I was that desperate for it. <laughs> but then finally I had a friend who had it and he was able he was so nice. He added the subtitles to the movie for me. So that was really nice of him to do that. And I just Whoa. love him forever. Because at first I was going to watch it because my husband speaks Spanish and his father speaks Spanish. So I was like, you guys can be my interpreters. But that's annoying, you know, and I'm sure they probably just wanted to watch the movie. So luckily, though, my (laughs) friend came through. He's the best. Um, And now I'm just trying to also find some of his other movies. Uh, The director, Carlos Enrique Taboda. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. I spoke about him previously. Um, He directed Even the Wind is Afraid. I was obsessed with Mm -hmm. that movie. Um, but yeah, he has a lot of like gothic horror movies and stuff like that. So, which most likely, cause I just recently watched a new one. It's not a new movie, but it was new. It's new to me of his. I'll most likely talk about it next week. Ew. Suspense. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. How about you, Megan? Um, okay. I didn't really have like a specific one, but like Brother Nero, it's, uh, Asian horror was kind of my hmm thing that was yeah. super hard to track down um so i also happen to be from houston which means that i would 
I would basically import a lot of things blind from CD Japan, but then I would also go to the Hong Kong City Mall and buy some bootlegs. And then there's this tiny little convenience store called um, Nippon Daido, and they would have VHS tapes you could rent in this tiny little corner of this, like, little, basically, grocery store. And I remember renting, um, this was before, like, Takashi Miike stuff was readily available. And they had Visitor Q. And I didn't know what Visitor Q was. And we rented it. It was not subtitled. I had a friend who had been to Japan and she, um, she could translate. But this is not a movie that you really need to, you could watch this and not. It's the most messed up movie I've ever seen in my life. I think we had a question a while back about <laughs> was crap. is there a movie that I would not revisit again? That's probably Visitor Q because just the visuals alone, you don't even need the subtitles to know how messed up this is. Um, so, yeah, I feel like... Like messed up in an audition way or messed up in a house way? Way worse. Way worse than audition because Ooh. it basically I starts... It. it starts with a dad who is uh, sleeping with a prostitute that's his daughter. There's also Uh. necrophilia, and in the middle of the act, the woman expels her system. Um, There's some lactation and making angels in the lactation. It is... It is it is no, awful. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah. No, 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 this no, is, no, no, no. This is why I blocked it from memory, uh, and this particular question jogged it for me. So thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, I was on a quest to track down the impossible to find Asian horror stuff for a while there. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I found some gems, but that one was a little traumatic. Oh. God, that yeah. Well, my again, my story is nothing. I li- I just I was really looking forward to watching Near Dark again, and I couldn't find it, so I had to wait until it was on Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone again. Yeah, I decided to wait a few years because I couldn't get it on DVD anywhere. I made little to no effort beyond. Oh, it's not available yet. Hey, it's on Shutter. <laughs> that's my story. That's the extent of it. I feel like that's a good palate cleanser to the nonsense that I just dropped on everybody. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, everybody forget what Megan just said. Yes, Do erase not that, go, scrub it from don't your rewind. mind. <laughs> and her second question comes from Thomas Vad Bunker. Thomas Vad Bunker. Oh, it's like reading a license plate. I'm trying to make sure I'm saying it right. Uh, from Instagram. Favorite action horror. This is a hard question for me. I do love me some action horror. Um and I know I'm forgetting a bunch, so I'll say, like, off the top of my head, I'm just going to say my top two, probably. Okay. And it's classics. It's Aliens and Predator. Hmm. Okay. I'm... Like, although there's so many. I thought you were going to say this one particular one that you always just talk about. Not not Hell House, but there's, Hell a, there's Hell another Hell not in action. There's a, no, there's another movie that you really, really love. Which one? Overlord. I do. That was, I was thinking about Overlord. I did think about, I did serious consideration, but by pure volume of the number of times that I've seen Aliens and Predator, I have to have them in the top two. Overlord's fantastic though. I feel, I feel like Overlord would have been your pick, Xena. I had it on the list just in case if you didn't say it, but you know. Well, let's hear it. (laughs) 
Um, okay, well I have a I have a couple. So uh immediately what came to mind, Dead Heat from the eighties. Mm-hmm. That movie rocks so hard. Blade, living for him and his uh, whole style, his existence. I was actually thinking Blade Two. I like yeah. the original Blade. I like Blade Two a little bit more as far as the action's concerned. Mm, okay. D- Donnie Yen as the choreographer is fantastic. Um, I also have um, I Am a Hero from 2016. It's based on this Japanese uh, manga um, about this corpse that just starts walking around. Army of the Dead, Carnage mm-hmm. Park. Um, and I'll just give one more. And I'm going to say From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, I didn't even think Dust Till Dawn. I guess I didn't think of it as action, but it absolutely should be, shouldn't it? Definitely. Oh. Oh, I'll wait. I'll, I'll let Megan say one. There was another one that I love that I talked about recently. Uh, Megan, how about you? You both covered uh, a bunch of mine. Um, so I will add uh, Purge Anarchy and mm. Battle Royale and uh, the Blade movies. Yeah. Yep. And, and I have to add Planet Terror. Oh, yeah. I do so love Planet Terror. Look at that. I, I want... So who... What's the name of the producer who did the raid movies and he did he was in vhs too he did the cult uh are you talking about um, gareth evans or timo yeah. gianto uh i think it's gareth evans i think he also evans... did apostle yes because yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive he did the raid movies too mm. yeah and i feel like even frankly even that segment from vh from vhs2 had action elements to it yeah like i think he would make amazing action horror movie that's why i asked if it was timo because gareth and timo did that segment together oh well there you go there you go welcome to the blaze custom podcast everyone the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and to discuss the disgusting you know her as lead movie critic for bloody disgusting horror movie fanatic and journalist megan navarro hey megan howdy and you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And, and happy Valentine's Day to you both. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day, though it'll be past when this episode drops. But yeah. it's real to us. It is. <laughs> love you guys. Oh. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, which is not Valentine's Day. We hope that your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So what's been filling your heart this week, Xena? So I finally finished the show Invisible City from 2021. I mean, how would you guys know that I was watching it? But uh, yeah, I started watching this show a couple of weeks ago and it took me some time to finish. Uh, Not because I wasn't loving it. It's just, you know how it is. There's a lot of things to see. Which are a lot of things to see. <laughs> yeah, Lots of to see. so uh, an invisible city. Yeah, it's, but it's this show rocks so hard. So it's on Netflix, and uh, it's basically about this detective who's drawn to a battle between the visible world and the underground realm of inhabited that's inhabited by magical creatures. So yeah. this story revolves around this guy named Eric, and he's like a environmental officer, and then he's thrown pretty much headfirst into this world filled with like legends and myths sadly this is not a spoiler it is in the synopsis okay and in the trailer but his wife she dies um mysteriously you know um in a forest fire and he just can't seem to move past it because there's just something really weird about it the way her eyes look what nobody knows what happened and so 
the police right away they just want to close the case and that's what they do and they want him to move on he does try to move on he really does so he tries to do his job as an environmental officer and he gets a call about a dead dolphin so he goes there you know he packs the dolphin up and puts it in his truck a couple of hours later you know he hears some weird stuff going on outside like somebody was trying to rob his house mm. i mean i do know but i can't tell you he goes outside <laughs> looks in the truck that dolphin is now a dead man don't get that's my dramatic music wait 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 where dolphin <laughs> where dolphin but where merman dolphin yes and it's just, it, but the man, and that's not the weirdest part. The man looks very familiar to him. So I'll just leave it there to avoid spoilers. And again, it's in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. If you just watch like the um, the snippet or the trailer that's on Netflix, basically there's this woman who's walking down the hallway. Well, there's a security guard at this morgue and he sees something weird happening on the security camera. He sees a butterfly, the butterfly transform into a woman. So there's like some weird stuff going on. And this one's a blend of mystery, fantasy, horror, drama, and action. And um, because they do have it under the drama section on Netflix, but I feel like there's like very, there's a lot of horror elements in there. There's, there's like a whole blend of things. And I just thought it was really cool because it's, um, it's a Brazilian show and there are a lot of like folklore tales and legends that's wrapped up that's over there some stuff i've you know legends and folklore i never even heard of before so just made me look it up and stuff like that but yeah it has really cool effects and if you i don't know if you guys watch the show grim so it's kind of like a mix of grim and american gods just to give you kind of like a oh jeez yeah give you like a kind of thing like that so again if you want something that's fast-paced um that dives into like creepiness and there's mystery and there's gorgeous visuals i highly recommend it there's only eight eight episodes and the episodes they don't go over 40 minutes so it's really not that bad and they just they did announce that there's going to be a, a second season so yippee so that was like the first thing and i was happy that i finished that i, I just awesome. couldn't help myself then i needed something romantic so i rewatched the comedy horror horns <laughs> it's based on <laughs> joe hill's uh 2010 novel of the same name came out in 2013 it's on pluto tv Blamed for the murder of his girlfriend, a man awakes one morning to find he has grown a pair of horns. And armed with them, now super, these supernatural powers, he sets out to find the killer. So Daniel Radcliffe, he plays this character named Egg. And, you know, he just cannot seem to get a break. It's unfortunate, the love of his life, she was murdered. And now the whole town thinks that he did it. Especially because, like, the night before they had, like, a horrible, like, argument and they broke up and stuff like that. And then, yeah, he's just in shambles. Pure and utter shambles, okay? So the next morning, like I said in the synopsis, he wakes up, there's horns growing out of his head. But these horns have supernatural powers because um, whenever he looks at, whenever people look at, like, his horns, they're able to, like, they just want to tell him things. Tell him his deepest, tell him their deepest, darkest secrets. And some of the stuff is just kind of like, why would you say that? It made me <laughs> uncomfortable. Very cringe and stuff, stuff like that. But, um, and if he touches the person, then he'll be able to, like, he'll see it actually and stuff. So, but yeah, and he can also make people do things and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. And, oh, and when he's... When they're not looking at the horns and after they already spilled their secrets and stuff like that, then they don't even remember that they told him everything. So, yeah, because now he has these superpowers, he tries to find the, the person who murdered the love of his life and clear his name. And I haven't watched this movie in years since it was released um, back in, 
I don't remember. I know it was released in 2013, but I think I probably watched it in 2014. So it's been a while, but it's just like a basic murder mystery, but it does have like a lot of, you know, cool twists and stuff like that. And there's, there's like a very much a comedic tone, but it's also pretty dark. So just a trigger warning. There's some stuff that's in there. So, but yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. So there you go. There you go. You had me at Were Dolphin. Yes, I know that was the other thing, but I like horns too. Joe Hill will get that next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also went on, a, I guess, a romantic horror kind of binge. Um, I watched 1988's Pin on DVD. <laughs> it is not on streaming, sadly. Um, what? Yeah. It's about Leon, the guy who grew up, I think years later he was in Cube. Um, anyways, so like as a kid, dad tells his kid like dad's a doctor played by terry o'quinn like stepfather's terry o'quinn he's a doctor he's got this life-size anatomical um medical dummy that he uses ventriloquism with to kind of either teach kids about you know bodily functions or just kind of put them at ease during exams and stuff and he decides to teach his kids about the birds and the bees with this medical dummy um but leon's kind of uh not mentally stable and takes this to be truth and thinks that Penn is real and uh years later into adulthood Penn kind of takes over his life and his sister's life in a way so it's a psychological horror movie uh involving this really creepy medical dummy and this schizophrenic um who's very attached to Penn and I really like this movie it's a uh, Penn a plastic nightmare um and it's very different I don't know what it is about a subset of, of horror movies. There's like doll horror and then there's a subset of doll horror where it's, you know, like magic or mm-hmm. pin or love object where these unhinged people kind of project onto this doll. So, yeah, it's very interesting and I like it. Uh, and then I watched Frank Henenlotter's Frankenhooker, which uh, is on <laughs> Shudder. What a day. Very romantic. You're, yeah, you're romantic. <laughs> well, you know, he he does it all for love in Frankenhooker. Mm. Uh, he, he's an amateur scientist. I guess he, it, I, I don't even, I just watched this and I don't remember what it said. He was a med student and I guess he's not. He's like a mechanic now. Anyways, he he's a pretty slick scientist who rigs up this um, automated remote control lawnmower and his fiance ends up uh turning it on while standing in front of it and she dies so he sets about bringing her back to life um by sewing up pieces of hookers uh kind of frankenstein frankenstein style but when as he, one does as one does uh <laughs> but of course you know those bad girl body parts bring out the worst in his innocent sweetheart and she's frankenhooker I, I think you're either on board with Frank Henenlotter's sense of humor or you're not. I very much am. It's so goofy uh, and over the top. And I also kind of like the in-universe that he has going. You know, if you watch, like, Brain Damage, then you'll see Dwayne from uh, Basket Case, you know, on a train. And here, uh, Beverly Bonner, her character, appears in, in a quick, brief, you know, bit. And then there's, like, 
uh, horror host Zachary, who was the voice in uh, Brain Damage, the creature Elmer. And then he's also like the weatherman in this. But anyways, it's super schlocky, charming, fun, and I enjoy it. That's what matters. That is. Speaking <laughs> of romantic movies, I watched 1995 7 on Hulu. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Two detectives, a rookie and a veteran. That's not true. That oh, <laughs> Come on, IMDb. I'm sorry. I see- you, you read it, but then you're talking to it. I know. <laughs> Every time. Uh, hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. Yeah, he's not a rookie. He's been in whatever. He worked to transfer to the city. That's C- the whole point. Comparatively. He is. He's a rookie. Com- he He's new to the force. The city. The city. Uh, yeah. I thought this might be... This is a little stretch. I've, I've seen Seven kind of go back and forth as being referred to as a horror movie. A lot like, you know, like Silence of the Lambs. Sometimes yeah. it's referred to as a horror movie. Sometimes not. Or Black Swan. Things like that. Um, I, This movie still holds up for me. It's it's funny because it's not. Sometimes you watch movies and the lack of technology really roots it where they are. Yeah. Like, oh, why doesn't he have a cell phone or a smartphone or look it up on the internet? And yes, obviously, like some of the research involved, mm-hmm. um, like this whole scene with Morgan Freeman going to the library. But I still feel like if they rebooted it and did it today. There'd still be a scene with Morgan Freeman going to the library because, like, that's his character, (laughs) too. More people should go to the library. The library (laughs) is magic. And, but, God, this, it it holds up. Like, this, I remember watching this for the first time, and I must have been, like, you know, 15, 16 years old or something like that. And it messed with me. Like, especially, like, when you get to the lust scene, which you don't actually see. You just get an idea of what happened. It's like, oh, my God. It is so twisted. And it still goes down as one of the best opening credit scenes, like, ever. Normally, it's like, ah, I'm just going to switch, you know, like, oh, it's a credits, whatever. But, like, it sets a tone, like, right off the bat that what you're watching is totally different. Um, and obviously a little conflicted about Kevin Spacey, which I am about every movie that Kevin Spacey's in right now. It's still a really good movie. And Morgan Freeman's great. Brad Pitt's great. The What's whole in the plot. box? What's in the box? <laughs> of course. I think I actually got a box of HelloFresh that day when I was watching it. And I think my wife said, what's in the box? I was like, I'm watching that right now. <laughs> These are the joys that I get in my life. <laughs> These little moments. I appreciate so, the little things, yeah. I did watch an interview recently where somebody asked Brad Pitt, like, what's his most memorable role? And he's like, I I kind of just do a hard reset after each role and move on to the next one. I don't really remember. He's like, is, well, they're like, well, is there any one line? He's like, well, there's one line people quote to me the most. What's in the box? <laughs> it's like, that's amazing that people can't let that go. Um, but yeah, it's it's so good. Like, it's one of those movies where you watch it, especially if you if you ever have like interest in writing, like as far as like the plot is concerned, you really watch it like holy crap, like this was really something like special. Like we I don't remember seeing anything like this before. Like as in like intricate and complicated as it was to tie everything together. It was really, really well done. Plus David Fincher is just fantastic, like with his directing. Um 
Can't recommend it. If you haven't seen Seven, because you don't call it horror and you only watch horror movies, too bad. Watch it. It's too bad. Horror. Yeah, but some of those death moments or the sins are pretty They're brutal. Pretty into horror territory. They're definitely brutal enough, and there's definitely enough suspenseful scenes that I would I I could see the argument, but I'm still taking this as horror. Works and for me. went a little bit lighter. As we were talking about off-air, Tubi has had a whole lot of new movies dropping, like Tubi exclusives and everything else. And this one popped up, looked fun, so I gave it a shot. And it was 2022's Hellblazers. Set in the late 1980s, a satanic cult has a singular focus of unleashing hell on Earth. With the help of an ancient incantation, they conjure a demon. And its members are tasked with feeding it to the populace of a near... And its members are tasked with feeding it the populace of a nearby small southwestern town. That two-letter awesome. word just changed the meaning so everything. Fully. Yes. Yeah, I was like, it went from me, it went from them feeding the beast to the people, <laughs> and feeding the people to the beast. This, this one's interesting. I when I went to just pull the synopsis off IMDb, it had one rating, and someone gave it a one-star rating. And they're like, give me my 90 minutes or my 90 minutes of my life back. First of all, people got to stop saying that. We are in a streaming culture. If you don't like the first half of a movie, just stop watching it. Don't don't sit to the end of a 90-minute movie and say, give me my time back for something <laughs> you watched for free. It's, it's ridiculous the level of entitlement people have. For Frankly, it's just a silly, fun movie. That's I watched the- it because I saw Tony Todd was in it. Okay, I was about to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Tony Todd. And it it's fairly it seemed fairly low budget, which also made me like super excited. Like, ooh, maybe I could get Tony Todd in a movie I make. <laughs> like that'd be amazing. That would be. Uh Bruce Dern, Billy Zane. Oh, Billy Zane is in it? Billy Zane is in the beginning, oh. and that confuses me. He does that because a lot he, lately. He doesn't reappear in the movie, but he seems like a very important character. Huh. So I don't know if I missed something, but I'm like, I feel like we should be seeing him again at some point. Because Billy Zane's also really funny. What's that, Zena? I was going to Adrian, I always butcher her last name, Barboa. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, Adrian Barboa. She, yeah, she, uh, I saw Adrian like Barboa. a clip. On it, um, on whatchamacallit, on Tubi. At first, I thought it was an old movie, you know? No, yeah, um, it just came it out. Just, yeah, it sounds like it would be like one from the 80s. Also, I think she's like timeless. She, she doesn't, really is. She, she's barely aged. Yeah, she plays like the radio uh, DJ in the town. It didn't even occur to me this was supposed to be set in the 80s. I like never even mm. really thought about that because, again, it's another, it doesn't feel necessarily rooted in the time. The one thing I thought, the main actor looks exactly like the main character from The Walking Dead. Like, exactly. To the point that he's like a gruff sheriff at the same time. Like, it's a little bit weird to me. But it's, I thought it was a really funny movie. Like, there's a couple of scenes where I feel like they had to have been improvised. Like, Bruce Dern comes in. He's just this crotchety old man in a wheelchair. And he sits down opposite the sheriff, and I'm almost positive at least some of it was improvised just because of some of the reactions they were getting from each other. Like, stop being an asshole. Don't call me an asshole. And then, like, one guy would start talking and just, what? Fucking listen. What's wrong with you? Like, it was, like 
not like malicious as much as like in character banter. Like I thought it was pretty funny. Um, there's definitely parts of it that confuse me. <laughs> there, there's there's several times where people seem pretty willing to blow themselves up, and I wouldn't take that route. But maybe that's me. <laughs> yeah. Not like you're backed into a corner per se, and let's detonate something. <laughs> like, all right, I mean, good on you if that's the way you want to go. They did yeah, not want to be eaten, I guess. Uh, a couple of them didn't even, it wasn't even eating. It was like they were just, the cultists were near them. <laughs> they're just like, all right, we're going to blow Ooh, up. Kamikaze style town, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. They're just, they were just really tired of that small town life. They were ready to go. <laughs> Like, I just feel right. like you have me at cults. I feel like I just need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's the magic word. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, very silly. It's definitely comedy horror, like heavier on the comedy than the horror. Uh, but it's a, it's like eighty-five minute long movie on Tubi. Like I said, Tony Todd, Bruce Stern, Billy Zane. Give it a shot. I just Adrian wanna... Barbeau. As an aside, Tony Todd is going to be in a movie premiering next month at uh, South by Southwest. And it has me at the name because the name of the movie is called Bitch Ass. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Whoa. For the win. Yeah. So, yay, Tony Todd. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's dropped on Tubi lately that I feel like I added to my list all of a sudden. So I feel like a lot of the stuff I'm going to be saying for the next few weeks is going to be either just Shudder or Tubi, which I am not complaining about in the least. Sounds good. All right. Before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? So I watched Invisible City on Netflix and Horns on Pluto TV. I watched Pin on DVD and Frankenhooker on Shudder. <laughs> and I watched Seven or Se7N on Hulu. <laughs> And Hellblazers on Tubi. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? 
the Super Bowl happened, and it brought all sorts of goodies. Uh, lots of trailers, commercials, uh, great halftime show. Um, but it also, you know, included the trailer for Jordan Peele's Nope. Whoop. Although technically Universal dropped that at 3 a.m. Eastern on Super Bowl Sunday. But still, I do think it played during the Super Bowl. Um, it did. The film reunites Peele with Oscar winner Daniel Kalula, who, you know, was the star of Get Out. Uh, he's joined by Kiki Palmer, which I'm excited about, and Oscar nominee Steven Yeun. Um, you know him from Mayhem or The Walking Dead. They are residents in a lonely gulch of inland California who bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. Uh, the first poster was literally like a big cloud uh, with a kite string over a town. So this trailer mm -hmm. kind of gives you an idea of what that might be. The thing that I yes. like about this trailer is that there's so much imagery packed in and nothing really given away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of events like that. This is something that, it, you know, if you're not even a horror fan, you're probably excited about this trailer. Uh, and there's no R&B re like remix. I was wondering what song they might play, and there wasn't. Any. But I mean, but that say yeah, I don't know. That kind of slaps. Mm -hmm. It just it's so fitting. I love the trailer concept that Jordan Peele does. Like in this age where we are so inundated with domestic trailers and international trailers and exclusive clips and so much before the movie, I kind of love like mm, we'll give you a little bit. Go watch it. I really like that I don't have to, like, avoid spoilers within a trailer. But what you might have to avoid, which probably isn't so hard for you because you're not <laughs> that involved on social, is all of the crazy theories that have begun. Oh, oh the breakdowns yeah. and the speculation and the amount of people I saw that uh, said, not of planet Earth? Is that what Nope starts? Yeah. 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 So many Whoa. said that as, as if they thought of it but i'd seen it like 20 times but i was gonna say like is that just a normal saying that people have <laughs> I, I don't know how it worked i was surprised that it was like so many people were jumping to this conclusion i right. i honestly don't know i i do think that there's probably a lot of significance um because jordan peele is a director that that you know is very thoughtful about what goes in his movies but i don't really care i'm gonna watch it there you go. The oh. cupcake is called a My, my Bloody Valentine. You got me a My Bloody Valentine oh, cupcake? Wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you, That honey. is love. And for the listeners at home, my children just brought me a Valentine cupcake into oh, the room. Oh, wow. Okay, you go upstairs and play. Say Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, my Wait, John, Valentine you have to cupcake. taste the cupcake and tell us how it is. It's so beautiful. Oh, I will. This is Megan's segment. It's time for I'm me sorry. to eat a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> While you taste that glorious cupcake, my bloody Valentine cupcake, I, I want to eat a cupcake. Um, a new Issa Lopez movie is on the way. Lopez's new movie is titled The Girl with a Thousand Names. It has been acquired by New Line with the filmmaker directing and producing uh, for HBO Max. The script wow. tells a fantastically real story of a child from another world trapped in our broken reality without documents in a detention center for unaccompanied minors and the children separated from their families at the U.S. border. Which sounds pretty similar uh, 
not totally similar, but like tigers are not afraid. I definitely feel like the DNA of Lopez on yeah. that. Uh, Isa Lopez also has a handful of other projects in various stages of development, including Our Lady of Tears for Blumhouse and a project with Guillermo del Toro, which I'm desperate for because that's supposed to be a werewolf western movie. So, uh, yeah, that's about all the news we know or all the details we know about the girl with a thousand names so far. But I just want to champion Isa Lopez for anything that she does because that movie is great. Uh, and also keeping with the trend of trailers that don't give anything away. And in fact, this one might actually confuse a little bit. Uh, a- <laughs> confuse me. <laughs> yeah. The, the poster and teaser trailer for A24's Men uh, arrived last week. Oscar nominee Jesse Buckley stars in the new film from Ex Machina and Annihilation director Alex Garland. And all we know about the plot is that the film follows a young woman who goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside after the death of her ex-husband. And it will be released in theaters on May 20th. I have no effing clue what happened in this this trailer. It looks like there might be some Adam and Eve imagery. There's some snake uh, skin happening. There's uh, apples that fall from a tree. Otherwise, it looks crazy mind-bendy. All right. I thought that it was just me because everybody was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what happened? So I had to go back, rewatch, and I, I still don't know. I, I, don't I was think... watching it, and my wife saw like over my shoulder. She's like, what is going on there? I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. But there's something weird happening at the end of the tunnel, so I want to watch this. Yeah, I don't even think that people know what's happening. I think they're just excited for a new Alex Garland movie, okay. which I understand because – I loved Annihilation. I don't know how you felt about it. I did. I did. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, And this cupcake is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. Um... Screenbox announced the acquisition of U.S. rights for all 44 episodes of the iconic horror series Freddy's Nightmares from Warner Brothers Domestic Television Distribution for its streaming service. Yeah, it's set to premiere February 15th, which means that it will be available by the time this episode drops. And it will mark the first time the show has been available to to stream on a subscription service. It's based on one of horror's most storied franchises. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares is an anthology series starring original Freddy Krueger, Robert England. It aired from 1988 to 1990. Each episode tells a different story of dark, rooted, and grim nature of a dark, rooted, and grim nature that takes place in this fictitious town on Elm Street. On yeah, there's a lot of happening on Elm Street. Uh, the same setting as <laughs> a new nightmare. Or A Nightmare in Elm Street films. I cannot get... This is a tongue twister, apparently, for me. Uh, the series picks up where the films left off, with Kruger terrorizing the citizens and taking revenge through their dreams. The pilot episode, No More Mr. Nice Guy, acts as a prequel to Wes Craven's A Nightmare in Elm Street and was directed by the late Toby Hooper. Other notable filmmakers include Mick Garris, William Malone, uh, Tom McLaughlin, and Robert England even directed some episodes. And uh, that's not enough. Uh, Bloody Disgusting will be celebrating the event by hosting a Twitter watch party for the first episode on Saturday, Feb 26th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, So you've got time to watch or you can live watch. Um, But if you don't have Screenbox, they do have 30 day free trials currently. So you can watch it. I'll be there. I can't wait to watch this. I haven't gotten a Screenbox subscription yet, and I'm going to just for this. <laughs> it, it, it's so fascinating because it was this really 
unique time in pop culture, if you think about it, that we basically idolized a serial child killer. Like, hey, let's give this guy his own show. Merchandise galore. It was huge. Freddy mania. Yeah, that was a huge thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right, listeners, your turn. Do you know random acronyms that may or may not be a spoiler to a movie? Do you idolize your own strange pop culture icon? Let's hear about it. You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Well, we do have a sea of options this week. Uh-oh. So the first... <laughs> I finally, I'm finally right. Yes. Okay. It only took 70 plus episodes for me to be accurate in that part. Well, you're, you're always right in your heart, John. <laughs> so... Oh, God. I was like my Happy mom Valentine's. trying to compliment She's feisty me. feisty today. No, no, not me. Oh, you try I'm... so hard. <laughs> you get an A forever, Peggy. <laughs> okay, so as Megan said... On the 15th, Tuesday, um, 44 episodes of Freddy's Nightmare. Nightmares will be available on Screenbox, so try it out if you must. And then on uh, Thursday, the 17th, we have The Cursed coming to theaters, but technically you'll probably be able to see it on Thursday night, depending on where you live. So uh, this one is basically about in the 19th century France, a mysterious, possibly supernatural menace threatens a small village. John McBride... I was going to say, John, creepy podcast. <laughs> is that what I do? <laughs> I'm just thinking about the cupcake I just ate. <laughs> it was brownie based. You ate all of it? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He, he devoured that. <laughs> I'm in a little closet here. What am I going to do with the leftovers? Take it back out with you as a snack for later? I don't no. know. <laughs> but you were going to save some. You? What kind of a monster are you? You can eat a cupcake he later? slashed into that, like, my bloody valentine. Yeah, I, didn't, I just thought that you, like, took a bite. I didn't know you ate all of I it. I did. I took all the bites. What? <laughs> How? Yeah. Okay. Um. But, yeah, so basically this guy, uh, he goes to this small town to investigate, like, danger, and he might have to exorcise, exercise, uh, exorcise, you know what I mean, out some demons in the process. <laughs> Might need so, to go to the gym. <laughs> Exercise. Stop. Okay. Next on Shutter, we have They Live in the Gray. Um, while investigating a child abuse case, a young social worker discovers that the family is being tormented by a supernatural entity. Oh, and then this one, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, this one comes from director Richard Bates Jr. And this is the movie called King Knight. It'll be available on VOD. So um, the director, he wrote and directed Excision, uh, Suburban Gothic, Tone Deaf. So his Mm. movies definitely do have like a style. So in this one, Thorn and Willow appear to have it all as respected high priests and priestesses of a coven of a new age witches. However, a secret from Thorn's past throws their lives into turmoil, sending them into a hilarious, trippy journey. And this has like a really cool cast. And if it helps, Andy Milanakis is in this. I used to watch his show. Andy Milanakis is in this? Yes, he's in this. I saw him. I'm what excited. was the last thing Andy Milanakis was in? It's been a while, but I yeah. like him. I used to watch his show. It's funny. 
Okay. And then anyway, um, <laughs> on Friday the 18th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is hitting Netflix. Do you guys plan on checking it out? Yeah. Uh, if I remember to turn on Netflix, I'll probably be on Tubi and Shutter. Oh, true, true. Well, maybe, maybe one day you'll you'll watch it. I'll wander back. One day yeah. when we remind him. <laughs> when it's assigned to me. Then we have another thing available on uh, that'll be on Netflix as well, and it's called Don't Kill Me. So after this young woman dies from an overdose, uh, somehow she comes back, and then she discovers the world that she's a part of a world that is full of violence and just pure chaos and she never knew that it existed so i believe that this one is based off of a book um and then we have incarnation it'll be available on vod so this one is um it's based off of like ancient on the ancient demon the mammon i believe it's like a biblical word and it means worship of wealth uh tay diggs is in this one and um, the story follows like a struggling couple who's chasing the American dream only to realize their worst nightmare when they discover a demonic spirit is in their home. And then last and certainly not least, we have uh, the psychological horror, A Banquet. It'll be available on VOD. So a widowed mother is tested when her teenage daughter experiences like enlightenment and insists that her body is no longer her own, but is serving a higher power. So there's like a lot of boundaries and beliefs in this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Oh, and then of course, you know, bloody disgusting TV, screen box. Don't forget, yeah, live your life, live it. I will be. You already have. You're hitting the sugar <laughs> high right as we wind Just because down. I ate a what brownie doesn't mean I'm living my life. I don't know. Like usually, when I have sugar, that means that I'm living my life. He's about to. I feel like usually when it's you've had some grapes and some diet <laughs> Pepsi. No, I just have water today. Ew. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week. Everyone, if you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and YouTube channel the same name, or at LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. 
Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.